Thank you, Brother Terry. Thank you, choir. And then a special thank you to our praise team. And Brother Jared, thank you for sharing this morning with our praise team. And had a good service. Thank all of you for taking part in our worship. If you brought your Bibles, turn to John chapter 15. I want to share with you a sermon entitled, What Can We Do Without Jesus? And we'll be looking at John chapter 15. And we'll look at verses 1 through 5. Go ahead and turn if you would. John 15, verses 1 through 5. As we begin a a new year, I want you to think of this question. What can we do without Jesus? Personally, what can I do without Jesus? Where would we be today? Mountain View Baptist Church. Second Sunday of January, 2020. If it were not for Jesus. Recently, I heard a preacher share about a notion of one word. The power of one word. The author, speaker, John Gordon says, Give yourself one word. Pray over that word, meditate over that word, study that word, see that word embedded in your life for over 12 months, and everything in your life will change. So today, I've chosen the word abide, abide, for 2020. And the reason for that word is found in John 15, verses 1 through 5. Now, in John 15, we're in the middle of a farewell discourse of Jesus. It's kind of a private moment between Jesus and his disciples. He's saying goodbye to his disciples. He essentially says in John 13 through John 17, He's essentially saying this, I've taught you for three years. Remember what I've taught you for three years. And his disciples asked, how can we ever get along without you, Jesus? If you're going away, what will we do? And Jesus said in chapter 14 and in chapter 16, These words, in 14 verse 16, he says, The Father will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17 says, He is called, he has a name, and this helper has a name, and he is called the Holy Spirit of truth. Now listen, Jesus is telling his disciples this. With the Holy Spirit in you, You can do anything in God's will. But without the Holy Spirit in you, you can do nothing. So with that in mind, look at John chapter 5. John chapter 5, and we're going to read with verse 1. God's Word says, I am the vine, and I'm reading from the uh, the New King James, I am the true vine, and the Father is the vine dresser. 
Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity to open your word, to share your word. I pray for each person here this morning. I pray, Lord, that as we look at the year ahead, Lord, that we would choose the word abide realizing that if we're going to be able to do anything according to your will, that we must be abiding in you individually and as a church. Help us to see the importance of abiding in you this morning. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. Speak to my heart, speak to all of our hearts as we listen to your Holy Spirit. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, This is the final night that Jesus has on earth. He's gathered with his disciples. They're in the upper room. They're having this final meal together. We refer to this meal, they refer to the meal as the Last Supper. We refer to it as the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, communion. By the way, you have a special invitation as a believer, to join us next Sunday morning, Lord's Day, as we worship through partaking of the Lord's Supper. So they're having this meal together. And after the meal, Jesus does something kind of unthinkable. He removes his cloak. He gets a basin of water. He gets a towel. And he goes from disciple to disciple, and he washes their feet. And in doing so, Jesus is teaching them a lesson. He's also teaching us a lesson. And here's the lesson. Jesus said, as I have served you, you must serve others. So the point is this. Disciples serve. Believers serve. Followers of Jesus Christ serve. And then Jesus says, The one way that the world will know that you're my disciples, the one way the world will know for sure that you're followers of mine and you're my disciples, the recognizable thing in your life that the world will know that you're my disciples is not your teaching and it's not your preaching and it's not the ministry that you'll be doing. The only way the world will know that you're my disciples and followers is that you love one another. So here's the point. We serve with humility, and also we must live with depth and truth, love for each other. We must love each other. Now, when the world sees us serving and when the world sees us loving, they're going to say, hey, that person must be a follower of Jesus. So next, the 
Jesus explains to his disciples about his betrayal, about his departure. And then for the disciples, they began to ask questions to Jesus. Peter asked, where are you going? And why can't we follow you? Thomas says, we don't know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Philip said, please show us the Father, Lord, and we'll know what to do. Judas, the lesser, not Judas Iscariot, but Judas the lesser says, how will you reveal your will to us going forward? And so the big question the disciples were asking is this, Jesus, what in the world are we going to do without you? What are we going to do without you? What, Jesus, what will happen to us after you're gone? And this is what Jesus is teaching in chapter 5 through chapter 7. He's teaching, I'm, I'm leaving you shortly. The Father's going to send you the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to live in you permanently. He will never leave you. The Holy Spirit has a name. His name is the Spirit of Truth. Also, He's the Counselor, meaning He will bring back to your mind everything that I've taught you. He's your Counselor. He's your Comforter. He's your Helper. He's your Advocate. He's your Friend. And so listen, that's who God is when He comes to stay in your life. He's your counselor. He's your comforter. He's your advocate. He's your helper. He's your friend. And then Jesus says, with the Holy Spirit, you'll be able to do great things. The point is, with God in you, you can do anything according to His will. But without the Holy Spirit in you, you can do nothing. Nothing. So now in verses 1 through 5, it's the heart of the matter, and that's where your outline is. You're taking notes. Number one, God is the vine dresser. He's the gardener. Notice what he said. He said, Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. The Father is the vine dresser. The Father is the gardener. God in Greek is the diargos. He is the divine farmer. He's the farmer. So first, God is the vine dresser. He's the divine farmer. He owns everything. He owns everything. But secondly, verse if you're taking notes, in verse 1 and 2, Jesus said, I'm the vine. Look at verse 2. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that he ba bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Look at verse 1. Jesus said, I'm the true vine. Verse 2. And every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Jesus said, I'm the vine. So Jesus is the vine in which the fruit comes from. He's the vine. We're the branches. 
He's the vine. He's the tree. He's, he's where everything grows. But then third, if you're taking notes, he says, you're the branches. You're the branches. God's, God's the gardener. Jesus is the vine. You're, you as followers, believers, disciples, you're the branches. Now, when the, when the branch doesn't produce fruit, God removes it. Now, he's, he's not talking about, we're not talking about eternal security. This is all about fruit bearing. God removes it. He removes it. When the branch does not produce fruit, he removes it. When the branch produces fruit, he prunes it. Where it produces more fruit, it'll produce more. And so now in 2020, as a year in the years to come, we have to remember individually, as a church family, verse 4 and 5, Jesus said, you can do nothing without me. You must remain in me. You must abide in me. Some translation has abide, some translations have remain. You must remain in me. You must abide in me. Abide with me. You say, well, Brother Samuel, what does abide with me mean? Jesus has said, you must have a vital connection with me. Now listen. You must have a, if you're abiding in Christ, he said, you must have a vital connection with me. Something that's deep, deep and spiritually connected. I mean, you must perpetual abide in me. You must continually abide in me. You must intend to stay with me. I'm not something that you pick up and put down. I'm not something you use for a little while and throw away. I'm not something that you use only in emergencies. But you abide with me and continue to abide in me because I am your life. I am your treasure. I'm the most important thing you have as a branch. If you will abide in me, I will abide in you. If you will abide with me, stay with me, remain in me, continue with me. Now get this. I will produce fruit in you. But without me, Sammy, without me, Terry, as he speaks to us personally this morning, but without me, Sammy, without you, Sammy, abiding in me, Sammy, there will be no fruit. Now, the Bible says that we have the fruit of the Spirit as a believer, as the Holy Spirit lives in us. He produces this spiritual fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love. You have that? Has that been produced in your life? Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance. Long-suffering, temperance, patience. 
for which there's no law. There's no law against any of that. And so you cannot produce the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Only God produces the fruit of the Spirit as you abide in Him. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, he also says, you can ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. But he says, if you will abide in me, stay close to me, continue in me, then I will produce much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So the point is, what can we do without Christ? Nothing. What can we do with Christ? Everything, anything according to the will of God. It can be accomplished. Years ago, I can remember singing this in church. and It's been a long time. I think maybe we'll sing it today. But I remember the hymn, Without Him. Remember that hymn? Without Him, I could do nothing. Without him, I'd surely fail. Without him, I would be drifting like a ship without a sail. Jesus, oh Jesus, do you know him today? You can't turn him away. Oh Jesus, Jesus, without him, how lost I would be. Without him, I would be dying. Without him, I'd be enslaved. Without him, life would be hopeless. But with Jesus, thank God, I'm saved. Jesus, oh Jesus, do you know him today? Do not turn him away. Oh Jesus, oh Jesus, without him, how lost would we be? What can we do without him? Nothing. What can we do with him? Anything, everything, according to God's will. My 2020 word is abide or remain. I want to abide, remain in Christ. I want to live every day in 2020 abiding in Christ. I want to know him. I want to love him. I want to serve him. I want to fear Him, meaning reverence Him. I want to serve Him. I want to be used by Him. I want to seek Him first, His kingdom and His righteousness. I want to abide in Him and remain in Him in 2020 and years to come. Now, with that in mind, as we close, the four areas that I want to abide in Christ, I jotted those down in order that God may bless my life in 2020. First of all, I'm praying that Jesus, Jesus, will you fill me with your abiding presence as a husband? As a husband. I could never be the husband that I need to be for Judy unless I am abiding in the Lord Jesus. And guys, you won't be the husband you need to be either. Wives, you won't be the spouse you need to be unless you're abiding in Christ. I cannot be that husband without abiding in the presence of the Lord and He abiding in me. And then, Lord, I pray, Lord, abide with me as a pastor of a church, this church. Lord, be with me, abide with me 
as the under-shepherd of this church. I have to have the abiding presence of God in my life in order to pastor, be the under-shepherd of Mountain View Baptist Church. I want God to abide in me. He has so much in store for us, planned for us here at Mountain View Baptist Church in 2020 and the years to come. And I want God to abide with me as a pastor of a church, this church. And Lord, I know that if I run ahead of you in my flesh, that I'm going to fail in whatever I do in this role as the under-shepherd in this church. And, and Lord, if because of my fear I refuse to act, I'm going to fail in the role as the under-shepherd here in this church. Lord, Jesus, help me to abide with you as a pastor. Help me to abide with you as a partner. Help me to abide with you as, as a person. Give me the integrity that I need by, in abiding with you. Give me the righteousness that I need in abiding with you. Righteousness, not meaning perfection, but right living before you. Help me to abide in you. Give me that godly character, I pray. That's my prayer. Help me to abide in you as a grandparent, to be an example to my grandchildren. Help me to abide in you. Abide in me as a person, as a partner, as a pastor, as a grandparent. Abide in me. You see, here, here's what's happening. None of us have lived in this year before. 2020 is new to us. It's new. It's different. It's, it's unsure. And it's a little scary. But the point is, we must remain or abide with Jesus because we've never been down this road before. Jesus in me will provide. He'll be faithful, he'll be good, and he'll provide the fruit in my life. You see, I can't produce fruit. You can't produce spiritual fruit. And I'm afraid that some people today have pulled away from the vine. Some have pulled away from the vine. I have very little spiritual fruit. There's no joy in your life. Why is that? You pulled away from the vine. There's no happiness in your life. You pulled away from the vine. <clears throat> There's no peace. You pulled away from the vine. And you pull away and you'll try to produce it yourself. And you'll try real hard, but there's no joy and there's no peace and there's no long-suffering and there's no goodness. And you try to produce it, it just, you just can't produce it. Only He can produce it. And so this morning, instead of a New Year's resolution, just let me ask you this. Would you just choose with me one word, abide to pray over, to meditate over, to study over, to embed that in your life? Why is that? Where we can be the person we need to be, the partner we need to be, the parent we need to be, the believer we need to be. And we can only do that by abiding in Christ. That's what God wants us to be. And because of Him, we can do anything. As a pastor, and I close with this, 
God has, I believe, a lot planned for Mountain View Baptist Church in 2020. Last Sunday, we introduced three streams, one river. One river, our stewardship, our finances flowing in three different streams, our ministry stream, our, uh, our mortgage stream, our mission stream. We're going to meet our ministry budget, and we're going to eliminate our mortgage in nine years or less, and we're going to, we're going to expand our mission involvement, but we can only accomplish those things if we're willing to abide in Christ. It all boils down to that. With Him, we can do anything according to God's will. Without Him, we can't do anything. So we want to, we want to experience something great in our stewardship. We want to experience something great in our, in our evangelism, personal evangelism. I'm praying that in 2020 that it will be natural for us to share the gospel to someone on a daily basis. Each one of us as believers share the gospel with one person every day. We could do that if we're abiding in Him. But you can only do that. If you abide in him. I'm praying that not only will we reach people with the gospel. But we'll disciple those that we reach. But you can't disciple. Unless you've been discipled. And so to be a disciple that disciples. You must be willing to abide in Christ. So the question is this. Are you, are you doing your best for God this morning? Is the world trying to creep back into your life? Some of you really are being attacked by the evil one. Remember, he's sneaky. He's a liar. He's an angel of light. The Bible says he's seeking whom he may devour, and you're nothing special. He's after you, and he's after me too. Mark it down. Unless you abide in Christ, your defeat is imminent unless you're willing to abide in Christ. Don't pull away from the vine. It won't be long. You'll be dried up. You'll be withered. You'll just be a withered branch in no time. But for whatever reason, if you pulled away, I've got some good news. You can come back. If you pulled away, there's a way back. Remember a song when I was jotting down some notes. Kind of goes like this. You remember it too. When you failed in the plan of your storm-tossed life, place your hand in the nail-scarred hand. He's, he will keep to the end. He's your dearest friend. Place your hand in the nail-scarred hand. What can we do without Jesus? Nothing. What can we do with Jesus? Anything, everything according to his will. God says, I'm the vine. I'm the vine dresser. I'm the farmer. Jesus said, I'm the vine. You're the branches. Jesus said, he that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me. You can do nothing. You that went through master life years and years and years and years ago, we memorized scripture. You remember that, Rachel? We, remember, we memorized scripture with music. And this was one of the first scriptures we memorized with music. And we had a little hymn book. And the first one says, I am the vine. I am the vine. 
ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. Remember that? Oh, you sing scripture. <laughs> You're awful kind. I mean, my goodness. Hey, remember that verse. Remember that verse. Sing it. Get with me. We'll sing it together. But that's what's going to get us through 2020. Let's have a prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to share this morning. Help us to see the importance of staying connected to the vine. And for those who've never connected with the vine, they can do that today by trusting Jesus Christ to be their Lord and Savior. I pray that those who are here who've never trusted him to save them, maybe they're trusting something else. But Jesus, you tell us in your word that you're the way, you're the truth, you're the life. No one comes to the Father but by you. It's all about you. And so help us, we pray, as believers who put our faith and trust in you and only you for our salvation. Help us stay connected to the vine and you'll do anything and everything through us as individuals and as a church. For those who've kind of pulled away for whatever reason, I pray today is a day that they come back and reconnect rededicate, recommit themselves to you. And Lord, that you have so much for them to do, you want to use them so much. But Lord, they, they have to be connected for you to produce that fruit in their life. And I pray, Lord, today will be the day that they return. For others, I pray I lift up in prayer. And for I pray that your Holy Spirit will work in our hearts as we have this invitation time in Jesus' name.